Hello? You hear me clearly? Yeah, I hear you clearly. What's up, man? All right, so to be clear, um, this is the first time for a long time I'm recording a podcast. Um, This one, I assume, is going to be more casual with the general subject being around BLM, only because my friend Tommy here wants to share some thoughts about it and just wanted to have a little casual bounce back and forth. So, um, yeah, man, you could uh, introduce yourself some and then just get started about whatever. Hey, everybody. My name is Tommy. Um, I'm one of his longtime childhood friends. And, yeah, uh, let's get this started. And we're both um, enemies, just like stating. <clears throat> Uh, so, getting right into it, and before anything, um, anything that I say, it's just my personal opinion, um, whether it's backed up by some sort of concrete um, proof or it's like factual, but it is just an um, I don't want anyone to look at it or perceive it as, you know, I'm speaking for the race or for a certain gender. Um, it's just, just look at it as this is me talking. And this is like me sharing my views on, uh, you know, on this topic. But going right into it, um, I want to know how you feel about, uh, because I've, getting, I'm, I've been hearing and seeing a lot of uh, things going around, especially with it being Black History Month and, you know, still uh, at the peak of BLM. But, how do you feel about uh, people who say that you can't be racist to white people and that, um, yeah, like black people can't be racist to white people? I'll Before you share your opinion on that, uh, my opinion is that I completely disagree. Um, I think that statement in itself is already... Um, that is already perpetuating superiority among, you know, race, gender, whatever you, it may be. But by saying, making that statement that, you know, insinuates that, uh, that it is impossible for, you know, a race to be racist to not even just white people, but to any other race. If, you know, if they decided to try to be, which is, you know, I think it's, it's absurd. I mean, it's not a talk that I like to have because I think that it's um, it's pretty. I mean, it's pretty clear cut to me. It's just that if you look at the uh, the root of it, the reason why people say that is because basically they have to they start with redefining the definition of racism, where racism is not the dictionary's regular definition. Racism is um, prejudice plus power. So when they say that, they say white uh, black people can't be racist because black people don't own enough power. It's a redefinition. I've had this talk with people. I had this argument with people tons of times over, and it doesn't. It just doesn't. All it all it does is just change the definition of racism to basically say that you know basically that black people can do or say what they want towards anyone so long as they don't have power and they can't. It's just feelings. It's just words. We can't subjugate you. We can't oppress you. We don't have companies that we can discriminate you from. That's where that whole argument comes from. And I honestly think that most black people don't feel that way. It's just a a certain cross-section of people that basically want a pass to do and say what they want against what they perceive as the enemy. Right. I like that answer. Uh, I've heard similar answers like that before, but that was like the most clear cut and like well described one. But that whole definition of racism equals prejudice plus power. People don't really know where that stemmed from, but it came from a singular source of people. Like, like I forgot who uh, started that, but I remember when I was reading um, 
when I was reading uh, the book about the Black Panthers, um, that was a, a fairly new philosophy at the time that, okay, ra- real racism has to do with being uh, tied to the system. And most people who are in the Black Lives Matter movement, they um, are taught and they, they spread amongst themselves that, you know, we're in a big white supremacy. You can't be in that group of people without first believing in a, our society is run by whites, controlled by whites, and everything when it comes to advancement and truly re- reaching the top is not possible without the approval of a white man. So that's the main argument. And if you ever encounter someone to uh, talk to them, you should go straight for talking about why they feel that way. Because no one thinks that way about the whole body of knowledge without first starting with, you know, we're in a white supremacy. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, Can you, what was the, uh, the line you used? You said, um, racism and you said power over prejudice uh can you their their idea is racism equals prejudice plus power so if you only have prejudice against another race you're not being truly racist the way that white people are racist that's what they mean when they say that everyone knows that you can be mean towards white people for being white and that's actually that is racism at like the most basic like idea of it but they twisted to say no racism is the racism that matters really is more than that that's what they're saying they're saying that that racism that has to do with just like you know calling a, a white guy a cracker doesn't mean anything it doesn't matter because it's nothing compared to what white people have done to them okay um yeah i just needed you to break that down for me because i i didn't uh, necessarily like get it either but well I can still more if you yeah, want to yeah. understand yeah. further yeah do it well, well basically it's like um, there are real policies such as redlining and stuff where you know there were times in the past and it's obviously it, it, no one can guarantee it doesn't still happen now according to the uh, the company or the, the agent but people used to deny black people loans for houses because they were black and it was like well known it was accepted and um even though the policy is like um not obviously not legal anymore the effects are still there you know people say and that um you know black people are still in very poor neighborhoods that they shouldn't have been in in the first place yeah but that's one example of okay well this is where being white let you have power that I didn't get to have. Now, yeah, the um, the problem is, is that I don't disagree with the root cause of a lot of the stuff they talk about, but I disagree with the idea that um, the best course of action now is to subjugate white people to uh, pay back for their crimes. Yeah, and. I- uh, I agree with that, too. At the same time, though, it also shouldn't be... I don't believe 100% either that it's it's just... It shouldn't just... It should also not just be, okay, well, that's in the past, you know, move on. That's not the attitude that I'm pushing for because that's pretty much what, pe- what people take it as is that you're just saying, like, okay, so just move on. Um, that's just the past. I mean, that is a lot of people's attitude. I would say that... I wouldn't say that that's... A hundred percent, not how I feel about things, but um, arguments for reparations and stuff like that—they're not all invalid to me. A lot of people debate debate, um, you know, reparations and such and such. But um, I don't think that anyone's really made any progress on this actual topic for like many years now. I've like reviewed a big body of knowledge, and it's pretty much the same circular like going in circles no we should yes we shouldn't no we should all this all that i if whenever i talk about things i want to try to break into new areas of the conversation okay um and what's what's something on your mind that explores like a new area well i'll ask you do you think that reparations are 
um, justified or unjustified? Do you know what reparations are? Uh, no, break that down for me. So reparations are the idea of paying back all the ancestors of the slaves, oh, okay. all the black people in the country, giving them a either a check or some pass or some, I don't know, some type of way to pay back the money that they would have had that was taken from them by all the value that their ancestors provided through slavery. Mm. <clears throat> I'm just thinking how that would affect not just like me personally, but like everyone around me. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's, uh, I don't think it's justified or my answer would be, I don't think that should be a thing. Uh, or maybe if it is, then maybe not. I don't know. See, not, see it, how it's difficult? It's a very difficult thing. Yeah. It's not this easy. But yeah, it still not, keeps going. Yeah. It's not easy to just agree on. Because there's or a lot to disagree on. 100%. Huh? It's not easy to agree on or disagree. Yeah. Because there's, there's, I feel like there's parts of it where, you know, it can contribute and it makes sense for, you know, growing, like for growth. But there's a lot of things uh, about it. Um, one thing, for example, is that this is where uh, controversy and issues will come up is that people that feel, uh, I don't want to say entitled, or maybe they are, but people who feel like, you know, they've had nothing to do with that timeline, you know, things in the past. And even though they are nothing, they may be nowhere close or nothing alike to how their ancestors were that, you know, were the oppressed or oppressors. Um, that's where controversy comes up. And it's kind of like the, oh, like, you know, like I, like I didn't do that. So why do I have to pay back to this and that? Yeah. So, I mean, the first thing is that um, there have been requests from a Black Lives Matter, Matter leader before. And you want to hear them? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, people say, first off, that Black Lives Matter, and it is true, Black Lives Matter is many different things. But there have been real leaders and real people who started the whole thing that have demands. So hold on. So here's the 10 demands that re were released back around like 2017. And this really started a firestorm. One, white people, if you don't have any descendants, will, you, will, your, pro will your property to a black or brown family, prefer preferably one that lives in generational pro poverty. So that means if you don't have any family that's alive, then make sure that your property goes to a black or brown family in your will. Two, white people, if you're inheriting property you intend to sell upon acceptance, give it to a black or brown family. You're bound to make that money in some other white privileged way. Three, if you're a developer or re realty owner of multifamily housing, build a sustainable complex in a black or brown blighted neighborhood and let black and brown people live in, in it for free. So let's start with those three because it's seven more. What do you think about those first three? Mm. Well, because then it, it kind of get, it, it can, it can be a good thing, but it can be very, it's not simple. Uh, because other, you know, um, other factors come into play. Like you have, uh, like what do you define as like, you know, um, black or brown, like full black mixed anything like, because you would have these, uh, you know, people who are even just like a small percentage. Well, before we go into that, before we go into the whole, you know, who's black and brown, that's a good point. But before that, Let's say even for, you know, someone who literally is descended from slaves, mm -hmm. it's proven, it's, it's provable, um, and a white person signs off the property to them, 
what do you think about that scenario in the first place? Uh, just give me a second to kind of play it out in my head. Yeah, let's say you had a friend. Let's let's bring it closer. Let's say you had a friend, a black dude, and you know he just got a free house because his uh, because Black Lives Matter, you know, convinced some some guy to sign his property off to him. How would you feel about it? Would you say you're happy for him? How would you feel about it exactly? <clears throat> uh, me personally, uh, and I'm also trying to put this into perspective as if even if it's not my friend, like it's just a next door neighbor moving in and I don't know him and he's descendant of slaves. Uh, I, uh, I'd be happy for him and I, I wouldn't, me personally, it wouldn't make me, uh, bat an eye. Like I, but I could see maybe where problems would surface. Like, I don't know, like, uh, maybe someone else would be like, why can't, why can't that happen for me? And then that's where, uh, that's where equality issues come in. And it's like, you know, it, and that's where it, it makes it seem like it's a superiority issue as well. It's like, okay, now because of this, uh, this demand or like this, like kind of like, you know, paying back to, you know, like the, to the oppressed, um, it, other people will say stuff like, oh, like, you know, but, but I've been oppressed too, just in a different way. Um, but if we're talking about just like strictly being a descendant, being descendant of slaves, then that's something that me personally, if you're asking just me, uh, I I don't, it, it, I'd be happy for the guy. So what is the issue of this on a wider scale? Uh, I think on a wider scale, um, it would definitely, uh, yeah, because when you... <clears throat> It's it's good. It's a good cause, and the intentions are good. But on a wider scale, it's not really. Well, first off, first off, though, is like, do you think that the fact that they would try to pressure, like, like that this the difference with that scenario? First off, is that that guy, he personally, willingly, you know, gave it, right? Mm-hmm. Um. There's a lot of people who want to be able to pass laws that basically, you know, force this to to be law. And I think that's where that's where I don't think anyone cares about what two people are willing to do. You know what I'm saying? So you're saying that they're trying to make it where it's like, uh, like pretty much against their will, like without even consent. Yeah. well, Well, basically where, you know, people would. With pe- with paying reparations, even if it came from tax money, a lot of people would be angry because end of the day, whether it's like literally out of your own pocket, tax money is out of your own pocket. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people would not be happy with that money coming from taxes or anything the government's paying because it's coming from people. Right. It's no different to people who, you know, also don't want, you know, free college, even though free college sounds great. It's still coming from someone else's pocket. Yeah. That's the main thing. Like, no one has a problem with what someone else does or what someone else donates. But the problem is, is that there's people pushing for laws to happen that will affect the entire country because of their belief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Once it gets to trying to force something to happen, um, then that's something I I disagree with. Like I I don't I don't support that. There's plenty of people who only hear the term Black Lives Matter, and then you know immediately they get triggered because you know some people say all lives matter, which I I see where that's a problem. At the same time, um, it's like Black Lives Matter is more than just the phrase Black Lives Matter. Because everyone knows, a lot of people know that it does that they do matter. Obviously, yeah. there's just a perception that they don't. There's a perception that more black people are killed every year by the police, mm-hmm. proportionally than white people. 
statistics don't agree with that. But either way, I still think there's obviously a problem with the police department. There's racist people in the police department many times, but statistically, it's not a it's not a wide enough problem to be focused on and focused in on the way in the way that it is right now. I think of it more as a um, a pull on people's heartstrings that benefits and profits a lot of different people. There's people who are profiting from Black Lives Matter existing. Oh yeah, and it's a uh, that like this is where the moral things, the, the the moral concerns I have like come into play. Where, um, for instance, there's been millions of dollars donated donated to Black Lives Matter as of this as of at this point and no one cares about where the money is going no one knows where it's being spent at no one no one knows where it's benefiting black people exactly yeah, I, was, I was gonna ask um i was actually gonna ask because like all these donations and you know these uh profit organ or charity organizations uh I would assume that it would go to maybe building more like homes or public communities or like, or just like public infrastructure, like, like buildings or I don't know, something for like around neighborhoods that are more, uh, you know, like poor, like gentrified stuff like that. Or I don't know, like even if not that you would at least kind of like how you can track, you know, uh, I don't know if it like what is it like Bitcoin cryptocurrency like you know how you can see transactions online for every user like I would assume that there's like a place to where you can see where that money goes to but like I actually searched it up like you can't you can't see where most of that money is going to I mean you know you have some people who have raised money and then like you see them printing out like t-shirts and stuff or doing things like you know for their community uh, but those are very small and specific groups. But on a wider scale, yeah, like I, uh, I don't know where a lot of this money is going. <clears throat> well, I think that I think that people could do some more research. I could do some more research. So could you. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not saying I'm not claiming that I know for sure that all this money is not going to some good causes. I just know that a whole lot of it is spilling over somewhere else. Yeah. But what is your what what made you interested in this topic in the first place? That made you want to talk about it. In um, well, I think it's important, and I can't say, you know, like how I'm treating it is or how I'm looking at this topic is any less or any more of how anyone else is looking at it or treating it. But uh, when I see a lot on social media is that um, if this is such a big problem. Um, the same way people look at other problems around the world, then why isn't it being treated that way? And I'll throw in one example is that, you know, um, why, like, like, why do people not treat this as if, um, like kids that are starving in like other countries, you know what I mean? Um, and even then, it's just like... Are you saying that it should be treated more seriously or less seriously? Um, I think... And, and this is my opinion. I think all problems should be acknowledged uh, the same way. Like, like for example, like if I'm talking about, um, you know, just problems or issues around the world, BLM being one of them, uh, I would like to keep that same energy if I'm, if I'm like, you know... Uh, talking about kids starving in Africa. I mean, that's that's a problem that's also important. And I think, I think you know, even though it has, it's like, you know, not something happening in your community, I think when people do their research about other problems, they can learn, they can learn something from it and apply that to a current issue that they're combating. Well, what's an example of, that application um well i don't know like you know uh i don't have all the facts on the table but i think if people uh definitely understood more about problems outside of just like their their area 
like around the world and did their research on like the roots of it, how other communities are trying to handle it or, you know, like, you know, liberate it and make their own little revolution and fight back, then they can take that and kind of learn from that and apply it to, yeah, like a, a problem or situation they're dealing with, like in their area, you know? Do you think that people are being closed off in their approach about fixing these problems? I think so. Is that what you're I think so, yeah. I, I, I mean, I see it a lot on social media. Well, first off, is like, do you think that the Black Lives Matter movement should exist? Um, I think it should, but maybe not in a way of... <clears throat> because uh, a lot of it is very... Um, a lot of it is very social media based, I feel like. Um, and I'm not saying social media is a bad thing. Define uh, social media based uh, before you move on. I define it as um, people aren't doing so much. Um, what's the word for it? Uh, I think all sources of knowledge is important, you know. Uh, even, even seeing a source of knowledge on like, uh, like for example, when I say social media based is, I feel like people are only limiting their knowledge or their source of it only through social media. Um, like they aren't willing to break, like, uh, break out of that limit or, you know, like get out of that zone and simply go to a library or talk to someone who has maybe been part of like a um, a movement in the past that you know involved civil rights or fighting for equality, you know? Well, if people did step outside of social media, how do you think things would be different? Um, first off, I think there'd be less. I think there'd be less uh, less attacking. You know, not even just like physically, but just less people attacking each other verbally. There wouldn't be these like arguments online of people attacking each other uh, and just being, you know, like aggressive based off of like their emotions on how they feel about, you know, like the issue um, a lot. Is that your chief problem with people that are a lot of people anyway that are associated with Black Lives Matter where they are, where they basically show too much hate towards white people? Say that again. The whole thing you kind of cut off in the beginning. Is your main what? What are your what are two main problems you have with most people you've seen that are associated with Black Lives Matter? Um, where they perpetuate it in a way where it's Black Lives Matter more, and when they when they hear a white person or any person you know that is. Uh, yeah, like that is light skin, like what, like that looks white. Uh, when they defend themselves, they uh, instead of listening or hearing out, like if it's like defending yourself in a way where you're saying, I don't know, like you're making an attack back towards black people, then like you know, I can understand where their frustration, like the arguments, just it's like a like a you know an endless circle, but um when white people are defending themselves and just, you know, like remaining calm and bringing their facts to the table and, uh, or statistics or whatever, and just trying to understand, you know, like what, where can, where can we move on from here and what can we talk about to address these issues? Like, you know, where, like, like what's the lesson that can be taught here? Like a lot of those discussions don't happen. Um, In your experience, have you, have you, encountered any of these types of people in person people who are easily triggered people who are very emotional people who are very um adversarial uh, just you know i've encountered seeking conflict i've encountered one and i got into like a a heated conversation with uh one acquaintance and it was only because he was posting on his social media and he was using instagram saying um he was saying that, uh, like, 
white people are not equal. I'm trying to, I don't want to like just make up something. I'm trying to remember exactly what you said, but you can loosely paraphrase. Uh, well, okay. Well, if you think if you're confident, you have the general idea. Yeah, of what so you the said. general idea that he was making was he's saying white people are not equipped with the same um, mental capacity that black people have to be like police officers. And then like another statement he made after or a post was saying that um, he was saying that he was just like bringing in statistics saying like, oh, notice how, you know, like a lot of uh, school shooters are like white. Notice how all these things that happen in society, it's like a white man doing it. And, you know, like those things are valid. I'm not uh, I'm not discrediting. But you know, but you don't like the way that he connected those dots to, to yeah, like to him you know, feeling like white people are being racist to him. Well, you know, I mean, the thing is, is that 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 makes this fire continue to rage on is that all these statistics and such, there's validity to it to some extent. It it is true, for instance, that most school shooters are white. Mm -hmm. Um, The thing that makes, I think, these things messy is first off, race does matter. Yeah. Races are different. Well, before, there are different races of people, and people act differently according to their race a, a lot of the time. Well, before you uh, say, you know, what else you have to say, I'll, I'll also add in he was saying, he was making the generalization saying all white people are like this. And uh, again, emotions are valid, but my biggest thing is that uh, facts can change how you feel, but how you feel can't change facts. And um, yeah. I think making generalizations, it's uh, well, it's dangerous because that it is, it is because that well, because one, it completely cancels and deletes the idea from the opposition or the opposing side from wanting to have a civil and regular conversation with you because it's kind of like one podcast we had back then talking about a different topic. It's like if you if you attack my if you attack my gender, you attack my race, I'm going to defend it. So it's, mm-hmm. it's the same way like that. But I think people can say, still use the word all, but use it and word it differently. Like you can say not all white people are like this. You can probably say something along the lines of all white people in my experience have been like this. And then from there, you can have a discussion like, okay, you know, where can I, you know, like, like what, can i do on my end and what can white people do on their end uh and like how can i you know like look deeper into all this and not and not let my triggers affect how i have a conversation with someone um to try to like you know find some sort of resolution for all this and not go in circles with like you know a conversation that's a that's a valid those are all valid statements to me but i think that the first reason why people don't think about themselves when it comes to this or whatever the topic is is that um it's easy for everyone to point outside and into the world instead of thinking about how they need to conduct themselves because first not everyone really believes in the merit of uh, a civil conversation not everyone thinks that's very valuable in the first place. All people really think about is that they want some type of behavior to stop or some type of thing to stop. Instead of like most people, when they talk about things, they most people don't really feel like they're in control or they have a personal stake in making a bigger change. That's why they go and advocate for joining groups and trying to uh, make bills happen Stuff like that. But um, <clears throat> on the ind- individual level, it does matter to um, be able to conduct yourself calmly, be able to make careful judgment about how you speak about an entire race of people. And um, every time a black person makes a general statement about all white people, it's somewhere along the line, if that's heard by a white person, it's continuing the fire because... 
there will be now these white people are going to be able to in their own little circles say things about all black people are a certain way so they they feed each other is what i'm saying was when that happens it, it feeds the other thing and it just keeps it going you still there hello Seventy five, Papa two, copy. Seventy five, two, six, copy. You hear me? All right. Um, yeah, I just stepped in, so I think uh, it'll be more clear now. But, um, where did you, what did you last say before it cut off? Yeah, where I left off was just basically that um, people <clears throat> people who perpetuate that, making broad statements about all white people or just trying to get even with the statements they've heard white people make about all black people. And I think that it comes down to uh, people's perceptions of things. I think that they, um, especially since like, a lot of our information comes from the internet. There are people who live in areas where most of the white people they encounter might act that way, yeah. which makes it hard to argue against that. But um, Because it reinforces that idea to them. Well, it's just that people, I, I don't think that people are really concerned about whether literally every white person acts a certain way or literally every black person acts a certain way. People who make those uh, statements like so freely um they just they just have a uh i don't see why you would focus in on a group unless if you you really really hate the fact that that ignorance exists and you want to stamp it out wow. <coughs> the thing is is that i think that you and me we've known for a long time that racism's a thing that exists and most people most people don't you know really make it sort of an issue just because that it's it depends on the area you live in where it's a um where it affects you personally yeah but of course if we could press a press a button we would make all racism like disappear but um i think that really it's the inability to accept the existence of evil in the world i think that's the root of the problem say that part one la uh say that last part one more time it's it's a what to accept the existence of evil in the world i think there's people that can accept that evil exists and you know you can actually fight it everyone can choose their the evil in the world that they want to battle but um I don't think that the most effective way to battle racism is to, um, you know, perpetuate it to, to keep, keep it going to throw the, to like, you know, throw the fighting fire with fire thing. Yeah. Yeah. But most people, you know, they're just inventing out frustrations. I don't think that people are really trying to fight the root of a problem. They're just venting frustrations. And I can't tell a black person not to be frustrated about the racism they see or experience or have their friends experience all the time. I've seen it throughout my life and such. It's just that the problem I have now with how it's spoken about versus how it used to be spoken about is that I felt like at least back then, when it, every time I heard someone speak about racism, I felt like there was something to be learned and something to be gained. I felt like usually the attitude was um, positive about at least educating other people about things yeah but but now the um the energy at least the most prominent energy is um forceful it's incendiary it's um antagonizing it's condescending um it's just it's telling it's basically a, a whole lot of it is flaunting self-righteousness where you know i'm a good person and you're a bad person and that makes a lot of people very upset yeah um, another example I want to throw in, uh, and 
this, I guess, you know, uh, I hope the listeners don't take it like it's any sort of way, you know, like, again, I don't speak for a community or anything, but, uh, you know, briefly, I'll just like kind of say, it, but like uh, me and you both growing up, um, I think the difference between me and you is that uh, how we've dealt with racism in the past, too, is that we don't we don't tie our bad experiences or traumas to uh, our particular like group of people. Like we don't target or like we don't use that frustration, anger and target it to a specific group. Well, I think that honestly, if I'm going to be completely honest, not to interrupt you is that when anyone who's young minded before you reach maturity, I think that racism is a pretty common part of everybody's existence when they're young. Yeah. I, I mean, think I, I don't I, think I've ever met someone when I actually asked some questions that um didn't express some like you know childishly like racist views in their youth or even like currently about some group of people. Black I mean, people tend to be a big part of those conversations. I remember a period of time where I was a lot more ignorant and I had assumptions that came from the media. I mean, until we, things we both, changed. We both got we both been through bullying and majority majority of it was from black people yeah but But that's probably passed down it's probably because of how they were treated and stuff like that end of the day another thing here that people don't think about is that uh it doesn't matter what the reason is people will always find the easiest reasons to uh start problems with people when they're insecure and stuff like that and racism is just one form of that energy if it wasn't, you know, it, it's not like black people who bully Asian kids like we were. It's not like they weren't bullying other black kids, too, just because they were black. They weren't like, oh, you know, you're black like me. I'm not bullying you. No, they bullies bullied everyone. And they just pointed towards race when it was convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's one way that um, people don't look at it as. But I think, you know, being at a young age and vulnerable is that you you use that bad experience and you attach it to yeah you you attach it to a certain group and then growing up you know whatever insecurity anger or frustration you have kind of bottled up inside of you that kind of projects onto yeah yeah and um i think that the first thing I want to say when, when by my earlier point about race mattering is that there are cultural differences between races. Not all members of a race experiences the same culture, even if they have the same blood. You know, it's not like we meet every, not every Vietnamese person we meet are tied to our culture, but it is a specific culture that is there is to be tied to. Mm-hmm. And there is a black culture to be tied to. And there's um, there's parts of the culture that people the first thing is that's wrong, that um, is a misconception, is that first, there are a lot of negative, there's, there's a lot of negative messages within the black community and the black music. There's a lot of positive ones too, but end of the day, it's not because, it, it's not anything because of, um, of uh, black people being lesser or anything like that, where some white people think that. But um, end of the day, if there was back when uh, like rock, rock music was crazy, there was a lot of white kids that are committing a lot of crime and stuff like that, too. The first lie that I want to start to like, you know, honestly attack is that, yes, um, there are a lot of robberies. There are a lot of crimes that are committed by young black men and older black men. And it, it it doesn't say anything about the rest of black people or anything like that. It doesn't even say anything about those black people because first off, um, this a, a lot of this stems from the real reasons that they talk about when it comes to redlining and you know where they came from and stuff like that, where your environment is and stuff like that. And for real, um, it's a, a lot of it's from hip hop culture. Yeah. I remember even being influenced by hip hop culture to the point where I almost started robbing people myself. You and me almost talked about it when we were like 16. Yeah. Anyone young, any young man who like, you know, and especially if I was black and I saw, you know, that was all that was portrayed on TV for me. 
I would copy it. Anybody would do that. But the first thing is that that's perpetuating the problem is first people act as if, um, first off, no um, white people are committing just as many crimes. They're just caught. They're just caught less. I don't think that's true. <clears throat> and oh, white people sell just as many drugs. And this this is where it gets controversial. But end of the day, I think that those statistics are correct. But it's not it's not a a marker against black people like a lot of black people act like it is. Where it's like a lot of black people they, they defend against it because it just makes black people look bad or something like that. But I don't look at it that way because if people can really open up the conversation, there was a period of time where a lot of Italians in America were gangsters, not all of them, of course, but a lot of them, you know, joined the mafia culture and stuff like that. And for some reason, white people don't have a problem with mafia culture when it's brought up. Mm. White people think it's pretty cool, honestly, to be a gangster when you're an Italian person. Right. But the uh, all this to me is first off hypocrisy and the inability to tell the truth. And um, people, you know, the more truth I speak, the more it's going to get hate. But honestly, with my black friends that I've talked to and that they don't represent the whole black community, they just represent a certain like section of opinion is that first off, black people, they, they know what's going on in the radio every day and what the music is saying. First off. And for anyone to say, if that's on the radio all the time, like no one's going to copy that, whatever, you're lying. That's just a joke. That's just lying to ourselves. But just because, um, you know, drug culture is glorified in music, it, it doesn't it doesn't equate to the entire cause of the whole problem. But it definitely plays a factor. Don't you agree? Yeah. The way that white people understand it and stuff like that, they make that a judgment on all black people. They they say, well, you guys do this and do that. And, you know, maybe the wrong white people would hear me and be like, fuck, yeah, that's what I fucking say all the time. And it's like, no, because <laughs> that's that's the, the main problem here is that um, I don't feel like Asians are superior to black people, whether we commit less or more crimes or not, because any, anyone who's poor and this is back home, back in Vietnam. People commit crimes all the time because they're poor. I would really hate it if people said that Vietnamese people were criminals because of that. I don't care if it was 99% of the country committing crimes. It doesn't define Vietnamese people as criminals. Mm -hmm. No matter what the country is in the world, whether it's Poland or this Middle East or whatever, end of the day is when you don't have something and you know, you're not educated or, or you're not, you don't have access to information readily available or people around you don't encourage that type of culture, whatever it is, it's no different when you're a, an Afghan, a, a kid from Afghanistan in the middle of a village and someone gives you a gun or someone gives you a gun in the middle of the hood to make you money, to make them money or something like that. Mm -hmm. It's the same story as far as I can tell. There's a lot of young, young Vietnamese men that are in gangs and stuff back home, but because the culture is together because there's good role models around and stuff, because the culture is not pushing a Vietnamese style of rap music or whatever, you know, it's not as prevalent. So culture is the main problem here and people want to consider it a racist problem. And I don't think it, I don't think that's the root of the problem. I would agree. Yeah, that's um, that's pretty much before I go because I gotta get ready to go out again. But that's uh, pretty much what I want to talk about. And I know this is gonna be on your podcast, so whenever it's ready, I do want to share it to um some few friends that I think would appreciate your perspective and opinion on this, and then uh, eventually put it out so that. Even just anyone who follows any of my social media platforms can hear this as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, any other questions, last minute questions you want to ask me, or you, or anything else you want to talk about? Um, I got. Like, did you find this conversation valuable? I did. Uh, I learned 
I learned a few things, um, especially the things that I told you to break down specifically. So I learned, um, I learned a few things from it, and I gained a different perspective from it as well. And um, yeah, like it was uh, it was refreshing, but I did find it valuable, and you know, it definitely. Towards the end, you know, I got like a a new perspective that I've actually never heard from you before. Like you word it the way you do, because we will, we always talk in person and stuff. But I think, um, yeah, hearing you say things and word it a little differently gave me a new perspective on like how you feel about you know these issues. Because we talked about this in the past before, but that was like way back. Yeah. How how I want to thank you first, but I want to conclude it with. I think that culture is something that's flexible. I think that there's way more positive parts of black culture than just the negative parts of hip hop. They just aren't focused upon and they, they aren't appreciated by a lot of people, not because of anything besides the youth are really what controls things. And young people forget about old things all the time in every culture. There's a lot of positive rap. I love rap music still, but um, end of the day, negativity is cool bad boys are cool all the stuff is cool so people will do what they think is cool over anything yeah <clears throat> but, all right man i gotta get ready and head out again but i do want to hop on a podcast with you again and just continue talking about things that um matter to the both of us even if it even if it's something um a subject that's less heavy, less intense. We can talk about that too, but I do want to at least get out the way, you know, or talk about things that matter to me the most and things that I think, you know, a lot of people are focused on, but just have like the wrong idea about it. So definitely you dropping some knowledge and having your, your opinions. I think it helps a lot. I appreciate that, man. I'm I'm trying my best. There's honestly a lot of things about this podcast that I want to change. Yeah. But um I'm just trying to get better each time. Yeah. But all right, man. Um uh, we'll talk later. Yep. All right. See you.